0: Hello, and welcome to Words of Wisdom, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. Your host is Dr. Jerry Weirwol, who will share life-giving truth from Proverbs that will help us become wise and discerning. Wisdom is a journey, and we hope you will join us for this exciting adventure. Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, Pride goes before disaster, and a puffed-up spirit before stumbling. This proverb is exhibiting synonymous parallelism, where the second line is simply repeating or restating the first line in a similar way but with slightly different words. However, it is important to keep in mind that this isn't always the case with synonymous parallelism. Sometimes, the second line is saying something slightly different, but yet still related to the first line. Therefore, there's no hard and fast rule that applies to all. Each proverb must be evaluated on its own terms. In looking at how the parallelism is set up here in Proverbs 16 verse 18, both pride and a puffed up spirit are said to precede or come before a negative consequence such as disaster or stumbling. The Hebrew word translated pride refers to the height of or eminence of something, and hence can refer to a person having an elevated view of themselves, and in light of the negative consequence attached to this sort of view of oneself, it's not a good quality for a person to have. Now, there is a type of pride that is good. For example, you have probably heard the phrase that it's good to take pride in your work. What that means is that you are to pay close attention to what you are doing so that you do it well. Having pride in your work is about aspiring to excellence, doing the best job you can, and being committed to and caring about quality. However, this is not the type of pride that is being spoken of here in the proverb. The pride that goes before disaster can be better described as arrogance. Arrogance is having an attitude of superiority or an exaggerated sense of one's own self-importance and abilities. In essence, it's thinking more highly of yourself than you should, and this especially applies to areas of accomplishments and abilities. People love to talk about themselves. It's just a fact of the human condition. And the tendency is for people to exaggerate or embellish what they say about themselves in order to make themselves look better in the eyes of others than they truly are. For example, more skilled, more seasoned, or more mature. Now, let's pause for a moment before we get ahead of ourselves. Let me ask, who hasn't added a little extra spice or embellishment when they've been talking to others about themselves? I think we are all guilty of this one. Sometimes I do add a little extra gravy when asserting my competence to do something, even though it's a bit of a gamble as to whether or not I will really be able to do what I'm claiming. I think most often this comes up when playing sports and is probably motivated by a feeble attempt to intimidate my opponent. Therefore, I actually don't think I'm all that great, but I certainly want the other guy to think that. And so I would say that if you're like me, in the way that you sometimes exaggerate the truth about yourself, it doesn't exactly warrant the label of being prideful or arrogant like what the proverb is talking about. Nevertheless, there is a true pride and arrogance that is being warned against here. But it isn't the only proverb that talks about pride. In Proverbs 16 verse 5, pride is spoken of in terms of having an arrogant heart. It says, Every arrogant heart is an abomination to Yahweh. Be assured he will not go unpunished. You see, part of having pride and being arrogant is esteeming yourself so highly that you negate the need for Yahweh, since it entails refusing to submit to him and to see oneself as dependent upon him as his creation. The proud and arrogant person does not live with thanks in his heart for the life he has been given from Yahweh, nor does he acknowledge any part Yahweh has played in his achievements and successes. He views himself as the sole reason for all that he has and all that he has done. To put it in even stronger terms, having pride or arrogance in your heart is described as an abomination to Yahweh. That means it is detestable to him. It is something Yahweh abhors. This is why a proud person cannot live with the fear of Yahweh. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 3 says, The fear of Yahweh is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil road and a perverse mouth, I hate. Pride and arrogance cause a person to live life contrary to Yahweh, and thus in turn they live without wisdom and cannot know the road of righteousness and peace. The consequence for having pride is that a person will experience disaster. Before we get to what sort of disaster pride could bring, let's look at the phrase goes before. In Hebrew, the phrase literally means to the face. And it identifies something that stands in front of something else, either spatially, logically, or temporally. Here it is functioning both logically and temporally because the proverb is stipulating a logical consequence which does not occur simultaneously with the attribute of pride, but subsequently, and thus comes after it at some point in time. The Hebrew word translated disaster means a breaking or collapse. A disaster sounds like something terrible that occurs on a grand scale, but in the book of Proverbs, a disaster can refer to any number of negative outcomes or experiences where something breaks or collapses. It could be as simple as the collapse of something like a friendship or business partnership or perhaps something more severe like the loss of one's wealth, house, or property, or worse yet, their family or their own life. The proverb doesn't delineate the degree of pride one must have in order for a disaster to come upon them, nor how quickly a disaster might happen to someone with pride. All the proverb is trying to assert is that people who are arrogant are lacking wisdom. And if you live without wisdom, you can be sure that you've got a bad thing coming because life doesn't work out well for the fool. Now in the second line, we have a restatement of this principle, but in different words. Rather than pride, the phrase puffed up spirit is used. The Hebrew literally means height of spirit, which is another way to say a high spirit. And it figuratively refers to having a spirit that is inflated. The word spirit refers to the demeanor or attitude of the person. And so to have an inflated attitude or perception of yourself is to be haughty and snobbish. Being parallel with pride in the first line, a person with a puffed up spirit is also someone who is arrogant and full of themselves. They are high-minded and self-absorbed and therefore do not foresee the repercussions of their decisions or spot approaching danger. In the same way that pride precedes disaster, a puffed up spirit precedes stumbling. Stumbling refers to something more than just getting tripped up while walking down the sidewalk, or misplacing our footing as we're walking up or down the stairs. It is a metaphor for experiencing trouble, setbacks, or harm. Just as our normal walking stride is impeded when we catch our foot on something, we use the expression to stumble figuratively when we encounter problems in life. But these are not just any problems. These are self imposed and unforeseen problems. Perhaps we can think about it this way walking on an uneven path or road can be challenging enough as it is. Life has its ups and downs, and I don't think we want to make it any more difficult than it is. But to attempt to walk the uneven path blindfolded, thinking you won't stumble, is downright foolish and silly. And thus, The person with a high spirit is someone who thinks they can walk through the woods at night in the dark without tripping over any roots. Furthermore, they don't have the humility to listen to reason or warnings, and instead they press on ahead, thinking nothing can stop them, and confident they won't stumble along the way. In order to illustrate this proverb, I want to talk about individuals who set out to accomplish some really challenging feats in life. Some people really enjoy difficult challenges that pose a lot of risks, such as high-altitude skydiving or deep-sea scuba diving. I enjoy challenges myself and have been scuba diving and skydiving before, but I'm talking about people who really want to press the limits and accomplish what few other people ever have. In order to accomplish feats of this magnitude, it almost always requires an incredible amount of skill and experience, and also usually a significant level of risk or danger. If we consider the activity of mountain climbing as one such feat that people seek to accomplish, there are a lot of mountains in the world that require a lot of effort in order to summit. But there is probably no greater feat than climbing the highest point on Earth, Mount Everest. The peak of Mount Everest is 29,029 feet, that is 8,848 meters, above sea level. There are mountains on Earth that are taller from base to peak, but none extend higher into the sky than Mount Everest. Ever since May 29, 1953, when New Zealand climber and explorer Edmund Hillary and Sherpa Tenzing Norgay first summited Mount Everest, it has long been an aspiration and dream for countless explorers and climbers. However, the journey is fraught with danger and hardship, and only a couple hundred qualified people get the chance each year to attempt to summit this infamous peak. To be sure, climbing Mount Everest is quite arduous and demanding. In order to qualify and be able to attempt to summit Mount Everest, a climber must be in exceptional physical shape with strong stamina and endurance, as well as having undergone intense climbing training, including having already successfully accomplished several high-altitude climbs. Aside from the physical demands of the journey alone, one also must have an experienced guide to lead them up the mountain. And there is probably no one more experienced than Kami Rita, the world record holder for the number of times a person has summited Mount Everest. Kami is a Sherpa who grew up in a small village at the base of Mount Everest. While most people think a Sherpa is a person who works as a mountain climbing guide, a Sherpa is actually a member of an indigenous Tibetan ethnic group native to the Himalayan region. Kami has worked his entire adult life as a guide for mountain climbing expeditions. Beginning in 1992, he has summited Mount Everest 24 times, breaking his own record last year on May twenty first, 2019. Kami understands very well the dangers on the mountain, and probably one of the reasons for his success is his respect for the mountain and the hazardous conditions that it brings. He is very careful to not take unnecessary risks during the treacherous journey. As Kami said in an interview last year after he broke his own world record, he said, quote, I treat every climb with the same sincerity as the first. The summit of Mount Everest is in what is commonly known as the death zone. Above 26,000 feet or 8,000 meters, the oxygen level is only 34% what it is at sea level. And there is not enough oxygen for humans to survive. Climbers must rely on supplemental oxygen tanks and can only remain in the death zone for a couple of hours before needing to descend so as to not run out of oxygen. Last year in 2019, at least 11 people died attempting to summit the mountain. Kami says that he believes it's due to an increase in the number of less experienced climbers who think they can climb Mount Everest but are not adequately prepared physically or mentally to make the journey. Last year, the Nepal government issued a total of 381 climbing permits for Everest, the most ever since 1953. Kami also said that the increased number of deaths is likely due to pressure on young climbers by some companies describing Everest as easy. Everest, he said, is never easy. Kami has led several expeditions where he had to make a tough decision to turn back and descend into safety, Rather than to continue going up the mountain. It is not an easy decision to make because of the significant investment of time and money people have made to get there and how close they are to reaching their goal. But one thing Kami has learned is to be more cautious than risky while on the mountain. He says, If in doubt, descent is always the best decision because Everest will be there if you survive. Alan Arnett, who is also an expert mountaineer and high altitude summit coach, who summited Everest in 2011, as well as the second highest mountain in the world, K2, in 2014, he offers this warning. Climbers need to wake up and understand that climbing a big peak like Everest is extremely risky. They need to stop believing just because they're with a Sherpa guide, who has summited Everest 10 times, that they will be rescued if they get in trouble. What both Kami and Alan are saying is that people get into trouble climbing peaks like Everest when they are overconfident in their own abilities. And along with a false sense of security from being with an experienced guide like a Sherpa, they don't consider the true dangers involved and respect the necessary experience and training that a person must have in order to safely and successfully reach the top. Being prideful is thinking higher of ourselves and our own abilities than we should. And when we are filled with pride, we don't think rationally and level-headed. Pride makes us want to prove ourselves to others and show everyone else how amazing we are and that we have what it takes. But if you consider all the various activities in which a person could be arrogant, venturing into the death zone is one that possibly carries with it very serious consequences if a person is not careful. In this sort of circumstance, pride can bring about the ultimate disaster, the loss of one's own life. Now, we may never attempt to scale Mount Everest or enter the death zone, but pride can still have drastic and even deadly consequences in our own lives. There are plenty of other disasters that pride can lead to. For example, thinking you can run red lights or stop signs at times and that you won't get caught by the police doesn't mean that you won't get caught by another car entering the intersection. There are plenty of people who have thought this way, and many have encountered accidents where they damaged their vehicle, injured themselves or others, or died. In conclusion, if we consider what pride results in, does it tend to be what is good and beneficial or harmful and destructive? The answer is pretty obvious. It usually leads to disaster and all those negative consequences that we would rather not experience. And so we must be careful to check our heart, to make sure that we are not allowing a puffed-up spirit to take up residence that would cause us to act recklessly or overlook the possible consequences of our actions. We want to avoid disasters and stumbling in life. Therefore, we must not be arrogant and overconfident, but think sensibly and modestly, knowing that danger is lurking around every corner, looking for those who think too highly of themselves. This is the wisdom of the proverb. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Words of Wisdom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so appreciative if you would share this podcast with your friends. And if you have been blessed by this work, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking on the donation link in the description.